0: Hey, I'm McCoy here and you are listening to the solar panel.
1: Dave, I feel like, you know, we we kind of went into a rotation. You know, first it was just you and Espo, (laughs) then it was just me and Espo, and apparently Espo just said, F it, and not going to show up today. I don't know what's going on. He's actually having some technical difficulties uh, as we speak, but uh, I'm Saul Bookman. Uh, Welcome to the show. This is the Silver Fox, Mr. Dave King. How are you today, sir? Good
2: morning. Good morning. Good morning. So we're the ones who moved into new houses, new places of residence, took care of all of our tech stuff before, you know, well, we took weeks off. You took a week off. I took a week off, and uh, we're set up. And then Greg just stayed where he was the whole time, and he's the one who's still lingering with issues.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's uh You know, <laughs> I, I don't know why we 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 put him as the the leader of this group. You know, we should probably change the <laughs> dynamic of this. <laughs> well, good morning, everybody. Uh, yeah. I mean, geez, the Suns seven of eight in the last uh, couple weeks. It's been fun to watch, especially uh, the other night against the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, holding on by. By a thread, but they got the job done. That's all that matters.
2: Yeah, the Suns had that eight point lead, 124 to 116, with a, what, two minutes left? And that was a nail biter for sure. Man, uh, that's the good thing the Suns pulled it out. They pulled out a game that they would not have pulled out in years past. I mean, I don't know, a lot of Suns fans have bad memories of watching other teams. Um, as the Suns come back and tie the game, or get close, and the other team just makes one, just one shot that they needed to make, and the game is over. Um, yeah. So that was nice. I love how uh, Booker, after the game, uh, somebody described the final shot to him. He's like, and the, uh, one of the media guys is like, Yeah, what were you thinking when Giannis pulled up from mid-range for the game winner? And and books just like well, uh, we're feeling we're, we're in good shape, and then that went viral when he wasn't saying that any Giannis shot is you're in good shape for because Giannis shoots about eighty five percent from the field when he plays the Suns, but a mid ranger pull up with time expiring yeah. is about the best possible shot you can ask Giannis to take as your opponent
1: for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, after much ado and, you know, five minutes late to the show, we might as well go ahead and bring on. Apparently, his name is Producer Greg. Uh, I don't know why, but producer hey, up? Greg. what up, Espo? How's it going, buddy?
0: Oh, you know what? That is a, a work thing. I use this computer. <laughs> I had to switch to
1: my work computer because We're my gonna uh, call studio you computer Greg. didn't work yeah. at all.
0: So great morning so far.
1: <laughs> well i'll let you take the reins because apparently uh herbie in the in the comments is not a big fan of me taking the lead on this <laughs> uh, herbie guess what if you show up late you lose the show that's just how that goes anyway let's do it
2: i told let's you i was it. on my way let's uh let's do a countdown yeah but it was after eight espo and we can't always just start late for you uh <laughs> Let's do a countdown and then Espo do the intro because I don't think either Saul or I even said the name of the show yet. So three or four. Wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. So you want me to do the countdown all over again?
2: No, no, I'll just do it live.
1: Oh, okay. There you go.
2: Three, two, one, go. Go. (laughs)
0: hello and welcome everybody into another edition of the sun solar panel whether you're watching us on facebook youtube or listening to us wherever you get podcasts we truly do appreciate you the flaming ballers joining us even when uh, a certain two people start the show before i show up i'm your host greg esposito oh hoy hoy, (coughs) along with me as always uh, as always the silver fox dave king dave how are you hello hello and the Carmel Thunder
1: from Down this, Under. This is looking. so weird. We just did this. <laughs> <laughs> we just did this two minutes ago.
0: Well, the most important totally part of the show wasn't here, minute. so we restart yeah. when I show up. That's just the way it goes. Oh, <laughs> my gosh.
1: All right. Just hey, for future reference, everybody out there knows that I start the show on time. That was yep. part of our original yep. agreement that yep. I do not show show up late, you don't show up late. Hey, yeah, I'm I've sorry been, you had technical difficulties. This... I'm sorry, but apparently you have <laughs> bricks in your house and maybe you need to remove them.
0: I have been I've been in this walk in closet for 15 minutes and I was in the update wheel of hell on my computer. All right. It's
1: it's what I get. That's
0: It's what I get for uh, having a, a Microsoft computer in the studio. I had to go with the old trusty Mac that I use for mm-hmm. work. To, Max, to never actually died. get the show started. So. That's right. <laughs> just yeah, just, just what go. You know i'm here we can talk now you, i know you guys already started but you know let's uh, let's be honest these aren't our uh, your son's sons i'm sure saul already said that too because no, no. i had
1: not said that yet no. <laughs> i, think, I, I, I think, let it to you i left it to you to do that
0: i think deep down saul just wants me off the show and wants to host this bad boy himself
1: <laughs> no. perfectly fine no it's a good segue to total bs coming up on monday there you go <laughs> Hey, <laughs> that,
0: that's also the nickname of this show because that's all we do is uh, totally BS our way through it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, so interesting. Uh, I don't know where you guys started. I know you talked a little bit about the Bucks game
2: already. No, oh yeah, but... we did talk a little bit about the Bucks game. That was a, that was a heck of an ending. I was just saying that um, that the Suns usually lose a game like that, so that's great.
0: So <laughs> I I find it interesting. I don't know if you guys saw this, but in an ESPN Plus article, uh, Kirk Goldsberry uh, did kind of a projection of what the chances are of mm-hmm. the Conference teams making the playoffs. Uh, and the Suns have a 78.7% chance of finishing in the top six. How does, to me, think this is completely uncharted territory for the last decade, obviously, but. The game on Wednesday against the Bucks was a a turning point for me. It felt like, in my mind, uh, I finally got over that hump uh, and that fear of what has been, and I'm accepting what is, right? This is the first good basketball team we've seen in this town in a decade. Basketball is back in Phoenix, and instead of you know in the past i would have joked well this is this is scary right you've got national attention uh, on this team people are predicting it, that the bottom will fall out now i'm embracing this i think i think they're likely a, a top five you know team probably in that fourth spot but even the math in this projection saying they're top six how confident are you guys coming off that bucks win
1: good dude good all
2: right well uh i'm Obviously, we all should be confident coming off the Bucks' win. The problem is that we're all going to be throwing throwing things at our TVs when the Suns lose to Orlando this week. I think they play Orlando, who's half empty with players missing from injury or COVID. As soon as that happens, <clears throat> everyone's jumping back off the bandwagon that just, just jumped back on. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be an up-and-down season. Every team loses a lot of games. Every team wins a lot of games that are in the playoffs. Nobody goes undefeated except apparently the Utah Jazz, who are going to end up with only five losses on the season but uh, and still lose in the second round. Um, so you've got, you've got a lot of optimism for the Suns right now. Those same projections are going to say 50% in a week after the Suns lose one or two at home. But having said all that, I am very confident. I see this team as a team that can win the important games. What I find interesting is that the Suns have won seven out of eight games out of the last eight games. Uh, nobody has won more than se- seven, even the jazz are only seven and one yet. The Suns are still only like in the barely inside the top 10 on offense and defense. They're just making the right plays at the right time. And, uh, that's what you, that's what you bought Chris Paul for, for $41 million. That's what you have you kept Devin Booker around all this time for, um, is to have those closers. One of them's going to have a good closing night almost all the time. The nights that both of them are bad on closing are going to be few and far between. We just happen to see a few of them at the early in the season. They're making up for it right now. I'm very positive about these guys. What about you, Saul?
1: I had the over-under at five minutes of of Dave just taking a complete (laughs) hot toddy all over the Suns. Like... I knew that was going to happen. I was just, dude, like, just embrace it. Just embrace it. It's it's good. It's good stuff to have right man, now. You know what I mean? Like, I have been a fan even, for too
2: long to feel they're good. Not even
1: they're not even playing like amazing basketball. Like they played right. good the other night against the Bucks for sure. But um, it's not like I'm watching this team and I'm like, man, they are just clicking, clicking. You know what I mean? Like, I still feel like that game is going to come and that moment is going to come. So I'm I'm all in on the Suns bandwagon, obviously. But um, I think I'm not. I feel more optimistic because I feel like they have more room to grow, and I do believe that they're going to um, exponentially get better by the end of the season. Especially when you when you add in guys that were injured, like Sarich and, and Campaign, getting yeah. them back into the flow of everything. Especially Campaign, man. I just feel like when he comes off the bench, and I know um, you know uh, uh, Galloway's done a great job, and Etowah Moore's done a great job as well. But Campaign also gives you a little bit of that extra little little gas you know, energy wise as well. And he affects the other players, I think uh, a little bit more than those two do. So I just think that this team is, is, is only going to improve. They're only going to get better. And when they're already beating teams like the bucks and hopefully maybe the 76ers on Saturday, uh, it'll just be, it'll be even better.
0: I love Dave. Uh, They're going to lose to the sisters, of the poor, and you're all going to be really, uh, really worried. It'll be okay.
1: It's all right. I still think they're a great team. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they may lose by forty to uh, to GCU uh, in a pickup game uh, tomorrow, but uh, they could, they I, they're still going to be ASU right.
2: and that would be really bad. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I, I get it, though, Dave. I mean, I battled with that a lot this season where it's just the, the it's just a reflex with this with this group. Uh, you just kind of expect, hey, it's going to be. Uh, there's something's going to go wrong. We've been conditioned to believe that. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid of that at this point. I don't know what it was about the bucks win that did that, but being down, uh, being down 16 at one point, fighting back, uh, taking the bucks best shot in the last, uh, last minute and still pulling it out. Just, I am confident in this team now. And and it, it leads me to a couple things. First thing, there's there's a contingent of people out there uh, that feel like they need to mess with the starting lineup right now, right? Like that you need to put Jake Crowder in there now that he's healthy and take Frank Kaminsky out. And I just feel like don't mess with a streak, right? Frank, they're hot with Frank in the starting lineup. Why would you mess with anything until it was completely necessary? Am I completely... Off the wagon, I get it. Jake Crowder, in the long run, is a better player. Probably puts you in a better position, uh, defensively at times. But to me, you don't mess with the streak. I'm old school like that. You just don't screw with things until you absolutely need to. And the Suns don't feel like they need to. Now that could change over the next two or three games. There's no doubt about that. But to me, why, why mess with it? What, do you guys feel differently?
2: Go ahead, Saul. You're first this time.
1: I, I, I actually, I agree. I agree with you. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Frank has added a little bit of a dimension that um, maybe he didn't even personally have before. I really do. Um, he, he's, he's just, he's <laughs> yeah. just, he's just played very, very well. He's, he's facilitated the ball to other people. He's scored when needed to. Like he's done every single thing you've asked him to do, and probably a little bit more. Uh, this, this. This ain't two thousand and twenty Frank Kaminsky, you know this is uh Wisconsin Frank Kaminsky, and it hurts me to say that,
2: oh man this is this might <laughs> even be better than Wisconsin, Frank Kaminsky. I mean, my God, I asked him the other night what's you know what's it uh what's it like having being this close to triple doubles two weeks in a row? and it's he's like, ah. Uh, I've never had this kind of thing before. I've never really been close to a triple-double before. Sure, he's he's been good. He's obviously Wisconsin, Frank, was was uh, the player of the year. Um, definitely. But was he close to triple-doubles in the college? I don't even think he was that. He has found a special role next to DA uh, that is one of those, you you just don't mess with it. I agree. Don't mess with the starting lineup. However, Monty said, that he would adjust to the opposition. It is possible because the Sixers play a little bit smaller at power forward. They've got, um, oh shoot, I forget his name. But anyway, they've got a little bit smaller power forward. He's only 6'8". It's possible Jay Crowder will get, get swapped out for Frank Kaminsky in a matchup like that. I think it's, it's going so well that Monty won't make that change, but it's possible. Uh, Monty said he would adjust to the opposition. Now, people say... Um, People say that you shouldn't adjust to the opposition. That means you're not a very good team. You don't believe in yourself. But you also need to come up with the best winning combination. And right now, playing Frank Kaminsky at at power forward is a really winning combination. He has been a difference maker, and I've never thought I would say that.
1: I, I don't I don't know if I agree with that I I, and I don't know even know if I agree with Monty and adjusting the lineup based on what the other team does. You need to also account for it. they need to adjust to you. And if you're the better team, you don't mess with what you have going for you. Period. Like that's my opinion. I, I agree to an extent. I think
0: I think what this shows is there's a a, a fundamental flaw in the roster right now, and that flaw is power forward. Uh, you know because. If you're going to adjust your lineup around like that based on matchup, you obviously don't have a strong enough player there to to force the opposition to change to you. And that's I think that's what is most telling about that strategy, but right now I don't think I mess with it at all. You just you roll with what's working until it doesn't work and it poses a problem that you legitimately need to adjust your starting lineup. I just uh, I I think we get into a lot of people wanting to tinker with things because of analytics and I get analytics has a very important place in basketball. I do not say it doesn't, but the problem is a lot of times and it's on both sides, you know, the, the eye test group will will be like pound on the table analytics it doesn't matter it's eye test and it's like no, it's a combination of analytics and, and gut feeling and and understanding the game. And it's when those two things mix that you get the best of, of a team, because what analytics will forget sometimes is the chemistry part of the equation. And we saw this, Uh, I think that was part of what went on during the Ryan McDonough era. Error or error. Right? error, error. S- <laughs> <Freudian> <laughs> uh, John Gabardel is here. Huh? Uh, the Ryan McDonough error. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think it was overlooked. And when you overlook the human aspect of the game, it, it causes issues as well. Right now, Frank is working in that starting lineup in part because he has great chemistry with Mikhail Bridges, which isn't something that necessarily shows up in an analytics look at things. So, uh, to me, you have to take it all into account and write it while you can, and then determine if if, if things aren't working right uh, at some point because th- that chemistry fades a little or whatever, then decide what is what is the best uh, look across the board using analytics. Uh, and and it it I think it's just it, it's too much on one side a lot of times. And and it impacts things. It's when these people, you know, a lot of people will start calling for these changes because well, the numbers suggest it. Even though you're winning, you're 15 and nine, right? When we're recording this on Saturday morning, that could change in a matter of hours with how the schedule is this year. But that's where you're sitting. You've won seven of eight, and Frank Kaminsky, since he started, is averaging 12.7 rebounds and four assists. Don't mess with it right now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's fine. And, and and I wasn't trying to say that Monty should be switching up. Um, He just said he would. And people are like, what? Um, Look, Monty Williams has this team at 15 and nine with Devin Booker and Chris Paul, mostly playing underperforming DA, not quite sure where he's supposed to be in the offense. Those are your three biggest stars. And they're not playing their best basketball, and you're still 15 and nine, fourth in the fourth in the West. So, absolutely, um, people, you know, blaming Monty for for all the wrong things and and giving credit to the players for all the right things is always the way it goes. Coaches get blamed for things. Uh, um, Buckdog in the chat said that Philly is better coached. Well, Philly's coached by a guy who just got fired by the Clippers for not being creative enough and for sticking to his favorites over guys who shouldn't have, you know, should have maybe been playing and over over playing the wrong guys and all that. So doc is a very good coach, but he, he got fired uh, just a couple of months ago and um, he's doing well with this Sixers team for sure. He's doing the right things with the Sixers. I think one of the best things the Sixers did was get Seth Curry who uh, got also got COVID, kind of like uh, with the Suns with Dario, and oh, sorry Saul, I'll stop
1: talking. No, you're good. I'm <laughs> sorry. It's, it's really early in the morning. Yeah. No, no, so, no. I just, you didn't throw out your stats yet. Suns so you know, no, great. Seth Curry. Yet. Seth, Seth Curry. Don't forget
2: that Seth Curry does have a sun shooter. When he's on, he is 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 just unstoppable in his shooting. Yeah, um, but and that was good for them because Philly needed some shooting on the outside. They're, they're, they're playing extremely well right now. The sun's probably, um, should, I don't know. I think the sun's like, it's a should lose, but they still might win it because they're on a roll with closing out games.
1: But you're you talking about the Sixers against the Sixers.
2: Yeah. What did I say? Yeah. I must've said that. I'm, just, I, know, I'm I, talking about I, Sixers I, on Saturday. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the Sixers on Saturday, um, is, is, you know, it's going to be a tough game. They are the best in the East and, um, it it'll, we'll see how it closes out yeah I,
0: I, I love I, that we're ahead. killing the shelf life of the audio version because most people listen to this. I'm guessing after the
1: Suns destroyed yeah, yeah. the Sixers, well, we're, we're
2: also so. going to preview the rest of the week too, especially uh, you know with some of those matchups. So we'll we won't still we won't linger on the Sixers too long. No,
1: yeah, I, I, I just, mean we're also going to talk about Valentine's Day, and that's tomorrow. Why don't you just chill, Vespo? Just, okay, oh, Jeez. Jesus. you nuts. come into the show late, then you complain about people <laughs> that are going to consume our product. I mean, this I'm is concerned
0: not. about for the people that are gonna consume our product speaking we of consumption.
2: Them. I want to give Darth Voida some credit. He came up with the F and B nickname, which you know generally goes for food and beverage. And it's really Frank and Bridges on their on their little connection uh, on on Frank finding Mikel on his cuts and all that. So that was good. Gotta give give Darth Voida a little bit of F and B who's also in that hospitality <laughs> industry.
1: Also, C Bucks debar. I guess I hope I said that right. Uh, thanks for becoming a member.
0: Yeah, thank you. You can become a member by hitting that join oh, button.
2: See, I thought Facebook. that was Chuck Stabar, but yeah, C Bucks bar. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you for joining. Welcome yeah. to the
1: dark side. Hit, <laughs>
2: hit
1: that like button, hit the join,
0: become a flaming baller yourself. There's a yep. hit the thumb massive benefits, like we'll mention you in the chat. It's, <laughs>
2: <laughs> big-time,
1: big-time <laughs> benefits.
2: I, do, you will get I extra, can make up some benefits. Eyeballs. The
1: three-cent so. check is in the mail.
2: Wait. <laughs> where's mine? <laughs> so
0: he's
1: now out-earning us on this show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that's, all that's saying.
0: Three-cent check in the mail. Uh So uh, looking at this, I – I think we're all feeling better about it. than we were a week ago. Right. Yes. <laughs> I think, I think we're in a, or even, even yeah. a week and a half ago, after, after that mm-hmm. Pelicans loss, I think we had some people had bottomed out about where this team was. I know Dave and I uh, weren't quite where, where some people were, but I, I think we're in a better place mentally as a fan base after after the Bucks win, obviously to Dave's point, that can change drastically from game to game. That's why Fan is short for fanatic. We we can we can vacillate quite uh, quite well with it. But who who is the key to you guys to keep keep the success going? What who who has been the driving force behind that? Because Saul made a great point. We have not seen the best of this team yet. Yeah, uh, so far we have not seen it all click at once. But who is the key to getting to that point and keeping the run going?
1: I feel like I'm about to hit something controversial, but I'm just going to say it. Um, I feel like the one constant has been, and this is going to shock everybody, <laughs> Da. To be <laughs> honest, on the defensive end, <laughs> I think he has been the most the the most consistent defensively, um, especially when you have Booker. You know, you, he's been kind of up and down, especially offensively. Uh, Chris Paul missed a game, and you know he has his. 30-point games and then he turns around and, you know, doesn't play as well. Um, I, we have high expectations for those two. So, I mean, for them to reach that, reach that bar um, is significant. Uh, and so, D.A. is, is honestly, he's, he's just been awesome on the defensive end. O- offensively, yeah, he could always get better, for sure. But, I mean, what, he had a double-double in like eight straight, ten straight games. And, you know, then, you know, he's been in double figures, rebounds-wise, this entire streak – He's just, he's just been so much more improved. And I think we're starting to appreciate the fact that he has been such a contributor on defense. He Mm -hmm. stayed out of foul trouble the other night, you know, they brought it up on the broadcast. So like Giannis is going to go after him after he got that first kind of dopey foul, um, dopey on the refs, not dopey on DA. Uh, Mm -hmm. and and that's just a whole nother story by the way, the refs. Oh my God. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and then, and then after that, he stayed out of foul trouble. He didn't fall for the, uh, for a bunch of Giannis' stuff. And the refs adjusted to D.A. as well, realizing that he was going up strong and not coming down on Giannis, and Giannis was initiating a lot of that contact. So um, D.A. has just been really awesome on defense, and I'm, I'm really happy for him.
2: What I thought was especially cool about uh, the Bucks game is that DA didn't just occasionally get switched on to Giannis and, you know, have some, some good runs and some bad ones. He was on Giannis most of the game. Yeah, yeah. That was really great to watch because DA is their biggest long limb defender, uh, bigger, bigger than bridges. He can handle Giannis better. Giannis just powers through. He's got such a strong upper body. Now um, DA was great at, at, taking Giannis. Of course, Giannis had a, had a big game, huge game because Giannis does get those foul calls. He does force that action and the reps for the first three quarters and 10 minutes uh, gave Giannis every call. And then at the very end, the Suns were lucky enough that the refs actually swallowed their whistles a couple of times.
1: <laughs> Hello in the chest as while t- While talking, Giannis got two more fouls. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, retroactively uh, you know, addressed. Exactly. Um, no, that's uh, that that was fun watching DA take on Giannis and not lose his head in that game. He could have gotten four fouls in the first half easily, and he didn't. He, uh, he yeah, he did have some foul trouble, and the Suns were lucky enough that Frank was playing well. Uh, but definitely, he could have been out in that first half and hardly shown up in the second. That's good.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, Ayton is certainly a, a stabilizing force. I mean, that's uh, which is a weird thing to say because people are so all over the board with him in general. Yeah in terms of feeling, but, uh, you know, that you can pencil him in that at the least, he's going to get you that double double and play quality defense. And he's the only guy I feel like that has, has had that consistency throughout the year. You've seen huge swings in terms of what to expect from other guys, including even CP three and to a certain extent Booker, but DA has been, been a stabilizing force, but to keep winning, I think we need to see. The Devin Booker we've seen since he came back, uh, since he was out with the injury, I think that's, uh, I think that's what you're going to need to sustain a top level, uh, top level kind of play that that you've seen is for Devin Booker to to stay in this zone that he's been in. Uh, You want to talk? He got the national attention on Wednesday. I mean, he got that. Now it's time to fulfill that.
2: You want to talk about something else that's consistent with Da? is so his defense has been consistent all year, no matter who the opposition has been for tr- for sure. I totally agree with you guys. The other thing is very consistent about DA is that uh, he gets up for big, big man matchups mm-hmm. up, up. And he, and if the guy is still going to put up big numbers, like Giannis did the other DA will still make a difference in that game and he'll show up and he'll be a big player against teams that don't have a big center, they either go small or their guy is a a stretch guy, almost always behind the three-point line. That's when DA tends to coast a little bit and have less of an impact on games. So it's the opposite of what a fan would love would expect to see fans would expect to see da struggle against the big centers uh because of the the matchup against somebody his size and then they expect him to dominate the little guys he actually doesn't do that he's like the big kid big nice kid on the playground he doesn't beat up the little guys um so i worry about that obviously people worry about that so in the upcoming games there are a couple of times where they're going to play a, a smaller centers and he um we gotta we gotta that's we gotta watch out for is does he show up fully engaged fully you know sweating within 30 seconds kind of thing against teams with smaller centers you are watching and listening to the
0: da love fest i'm your host greg esposito (laughs) you listen to the uh, watching and listening to the solar panel uh hit the like button on facebook Uh, hit the subscribe on itunes or wherever you're listening to the podcast don't forget to leave a five-star review as well it all helps uh so i appreciate the the look there at da and this against smaller centers i i still think he he has an impact though because he switches his switching on the defensive end is what continues to impress me doesn't matter if he switches onto a smaller guy defensively he's still impacting having an impact there on those pick and roll switches where he's staying in front of those smaller guys. He's playing good defense. I mean, even, even in a night that maybe he's not as up for the matchup like he is against a Jokic or an Embiid or or those kind of guys, he's still having that defensive impact. the, The thing is everybody wants to see that big offensive game from DA, but this, the way this roster is constructed, you don't really need that from him you need the rebounding the defense and and coming up in in clutch situations when they when they need a basket down low like that's that's what you need from deandre Ayton right now that's the way this system this team seems to be built so are people just looking for for more out of him than than necessarily needs to needs to be given because he's averaging 14 points 13 rebounds two assists and a block during this seven seven of eight stretch like That seems to be the equation that gets it done for this team is
2: when he's in that range and the other guys are worrying about the scoring. But Espo, that's not 25-15 in three blocks. I mean, come on. Um,
1: Listen, at the beginning of the season, I said if they wanted to be a top three team in the West, that's exactly what he'd have to do. He's not doing that, but he's playing very, very well. And obviously, they've reeled off seven of eight. And they're proving that they're a top five team at at, at the least. That's the difference between four and five and one, two, and three. Like in my estimation, if he see, if he starts dropping twenty five fifteen, like if he drops twenty five and fifteen on Embiid's head to on Saturday, uh, yeah, they win that game. Yeah, I so on, I yeah, on the like good side. Looking... Go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. On the good I, I... side, uh... <laughs>
2: Dave, you go ahead. Um, on the good side, you can look at D.A., you can watch him in any game, and you can see a 2020 game uh, uh, right there for the taking, a 2015 game, and that's what does frustrate fans. However, I did some research a year ago. I don't have time to pull it up right now on the podcast, but almost nobody in history has ever had a 25-15 and 15 season, and yet that is what people expect of DeAndre Ayton to average. Um, it's it's really high expectations. I know what you're saying, Saul, Is is he needs that. To, for the Suns to be, you know, a fi- basically a finals contender. Um, and the, the question is, you know, the matchups, I think, in the playoffs and how he does in the playoffs in a seven-game series, That's I'm so looking forward to that because I want to see D.A. in the playoffs because he gets up for game, right? National TV has a great game. Against another big center, has a great game. And, and, a, and a really tough opponent, has a good game it's the little guys the little the the you know Washington and and those Detroit you know Detroit that they weren't supposed to be as good as they were that's the ones where DA kind of checks out so I'm looking forward to him in the playoffs
1: uh you know the people in the chat are really ruthless (laughs) and they just you know I think they get the same vibe I get you know Espo shows up late and the whole show was kind of thrown off off its rhythm Yeah, it's yeah. My and, uh, people are people are in the chat talking about start the show all over again these two are like an old married couple <laughs> yes it's my <laughs> fault that's that
0: that's what it is uh, I, I take up the quality a notch when i show up you guys stay the same level and i'm oh, to play also I see perplex,
1: also perplex damage thanks for the contribution uh he says da needs 2015 five uh, five fouls <laughs> and two blocks to uh, beat the 76ers tonight uh, for the Suns to win uh against the 76ers. Uh,
0: you're going to need a big effort because obviously Embiid's going to going to show up and give you that. What but I think we may be looking at the wrong draft pick from that year that that they need consistency out of though. Mikhail Bridges offensively has to be consistent for this team to be a top 3 team because when he when he's clicking especially from deep this team seems to go to that next level when he struggles when he was two of 20 from mm-hmm. from deep that's when they when they struggle on the floor look i feel like he is the key offensively more than eight needing to go off for uh, for 25 points it's you need mikhail bridges to settle huh. into this is what you can expect from him offensively defensively you know what you're going to get from McHale night in night out, and it's uh, it's high caliber. It's one of the top defenders in the game. But offensively, he is yet to figure out who he is consistently, and until then, I don't think you can can say that the Suns are a true contender in the Western Conference without that.
1: I agree. I agree. That, that's, all that's all I got. Not against Mikael,
2: though. Uh, you you said yeah, if he's shooting and he's making his shots, the Suns are that much better. It's absolutely true. They're almost undefeated when he makes his first three, even uh, against the Bucks. He made his first three, and then what and does then that the mean? They're
1: almost undefeated. Do you have a stat on that?
2: I did. It's on Twitter, Twitter, Twitter somewhere.
1: On Come show. on, I needed a stat. Come on. Yeah. Mikael's
0: on. I believe they're nine and one when hits <laughs> It's his first three go. as of time of recording this. That's such a random ass stat. It is. <laughs> it is, but it's. I mean it. It's true. I he's done the research, so yeah. uh, you know. And I think it's. I think it's more. That's an indication that Mikhail is going to have it going offensively that night. Not so much that he has to hit that first shot, but that that usually means he's going to hit others. Right? <laughs> he's going to continue to hit. Efficiently, and it's exactly what we're talking about. When he has an efficient <laughs> offensive night, this team—it was hello in the chat. That chances. is another stat, me
2: Dave. Yeah, I like that. I don't oh, know that why.
1: Thing. I don't know why that feels pornographic to me. Stat me, Dave. We're, stat we're gonna, me, Dave. We're gonna get those shirts <laughs> made. To we're gonna Fox. get Stat
2: me, Dave, stat Dave me. shirts <laughs>
1: made. Just I, like Dave. I like that. I um, like
2: a lot. It is interesting though that because it's it's about maybe it's demeanor, maybe it's expectations, maybe it was taken where they were taken in the draft. But uh, Da has is con- very consistent on defense and inconsistent on offense. Some games, some d- games he's really engaged, and some games he's not. Um, Mikel has the same problem where there are games where he just doesn't want to engage offensively. He misses his shots. He gets a little down. He stops taking shots. And it, in in the Suns' losses, Mikel averages less than ten points a game. Uh, so it is it is a thing that um Mikhail is just as as up and down as DA is offensively and they carry their water with defense. I totally agree.
0: Buck Dog in the, the chat. I totally mess
2: up that analogy, but that's
0: <laughs> when Saul puts on the glasses, the shows IQ goes up 200 points, but his cool points drop by 250. <laughs> which uh, means we're at like yeah, right negative 3000 when the cool basically, points basically. drop. Basically. Uh, and so says Jay says he would wear a stat me Dave shirt.
1: Oh, Perplexus is <laughs> dropping dimes left and right. Mikkel Bridges over under 15 points, Espo King, and Valentine Chocolate.
2: Valentine yeah. Chocolate.
1: Perplexus is going to sober up,
0: look at his bank account, and go, where did all my money <laughs> go? Yeah,
1: no, right? I know, right? Why did I drop $500 on the solar panel? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> these
0: guys <laughs> suck, and I spent $500 bucks on his, this his significant.
1: <laughs> what the hell
0: are these charges? <laughs> uh, so, uh, looking, looking ahead, solar right? solar panel. The the All-Star game and and announcing the rosters coming up uh, shortly. I I think it's a few weeks away before these rosters get announced. The uh, the All-Star game because of the weird season timing coming up in early March. Uh, We can debate whether or not they should be playing this game. It's a totally different topic, which uh, let's not get into uh, on this episode. But I want to know. It looks like there's going to be one guard spot that they could be up for grabs we did the math from the other show Saul and I were wrong Dave was right there is one guard spot up for grabs here I believe uh would you put CP3 in that spot or Devin Booker who is more deserving let's ignore the other players in the equation let's just assume one of those two guys gets in who is more deserving this season of an all-star spot CP3 or Devin Booker Dave why don't we
2: start with you Oh man, I gotta go, Devin Booker. So, and and my reasons are not completely objective, and certainly they are not stat based. Um, so here, let me take my glasses off. So the reason the reason I would vote in Devin Booker is because Devin Booker is starting his run of his several all-star appearances. CP3 is at the end of his. CP3 doesn't really care about that kind of stuff. Um, well, he does, but he doesn't at the same time. And he'll be he'll be okay missing an all-star game for once. He's made 10 of them already. Devin Booker needs to get in. He is the, the star of the Suns, um, even more so than CP3. And so I, I definitely think Devin Booker should be in. However, if you look at stats, he definitely should not. Um, he's one of, he's he's back to his really doesn't look good in advanced stats phase um, that he had, he had he shed that uh, last two years um, because he isn't really doing a whole lot else other than shooting right now. So if you just look at stats, he doesn't—it's CP3. But if you look at who really should be in and pick the guy who you fear the most um, overall on, on the course of a game, it's going to be Devin Booker.
1: What about you, Saul? Uh, man, you know, I, I honestly think it's CP3, um, just because of the impact he's had on this team and where he's taken this team to. Uh, Devin Booker hasn't been the Devin Booker we're, we're used to this year, and for that reason, I just think it's CP3.
0: I I think if we're not neither, going stats
1: based, I think it's CP3. I,
0: my guess is neither of them care all that much not whether they make too. it this year uh, for for a myriad of reasons, but in, in particular, they seem quite focused on what the end goal is here and trying to get in the playoffs, trying to make some noise uh, and and maybe shock some people. Uh, but I could see where even CP3 would would publicly kind of give the nod to Devin Booker just as a mm-hmm. confidence boost for uh for book you know where he he is establishing himself in that star role where CP3 there's no doubt in it a- anymore but stat wise you're you're completely right uh Saul CP3's been more consistent stat wise it has more of the attention obviously because he's the new guy in town and unfortunately you know, right or wrong, is going to get more credit for the fifteen and nine record that they currently sit at, or where whatever that winning record is, when the All Star decision is made. Devin Booker's been here during the losing. CP three shows up, they're winning. Uh, it's just human nature to assume that Chris Paul yep. is is the, hmm. the the big factor there, and I think that's why voters are going to default to. CP3 because they're just going to that's going to be that unintentional bias that, oh, well, he was the difference maker here, regardless of how much Devin Booker has uh, has played the role in in turning this franchise around. Yeah,
2: Yeah. so um, it also let's remember how the all star voting works. So fans, media and players only pick the starters and the starters are already pretty much predetermined. Yeah. Um, so really, we're kind of chasing our tails on, on doing these votes, but it's kind of fun to do anyway. Um, the the rest of the team, the other seven players on each conference just get picked by the coaches. And so it's really going to be the coaches. Who do the coaches fear the most? So if you do that, it, it's possible they'll pick Chris Paul again because they picked him last year, and they picked Russell Westbrook last year because they go with what they know. What's What's going to be interesting is seeing if Devin Booker gets any extra consideration now that he – I mean, he was voted in as an injury replacement last year. The coaches did not pick him. Uh, so DoorDash some coffee to Saul. So. <laughs> 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 that
1: was a good one. D, D- yeah, Leon in the chat perplex, DoorDash some coffee. Home, you got to give Perplex –
2: your home address now. So go ahead. let's just say (laughs) that, say that on air. So he's got it. Um, (laughs) So yeah. So it, uh, the coaches, it'll be interesting to see who who the coaches pick. If either guy, Um, the only other, the only other way you, you probably don't get a son in there is if you do like a John Morant, which I don't see the coaches doing. Uh, Grizzlies aren't winning all their games anymore. And, um, or if you put a third, you know, second or third Utah jazz in there, which could possibly happen.
1: I mean, right now as we stand, we got uh, LeBron, uh, Jokic, and Kawhi, and then Curry and Doncic will probably most likely be your five starters right there because Jokic uh, obviously is the center. Um, so even Anthony Davis wouldn't get the nod over Jokic uh, right now. Um, so I, I mean, it's it's kind of varied. I don't I don't really know if honestly I, I think it's kind of a toss up between John Morant um, and and Devin Booker at this point because yeah, John Morant's team hasn't been winning, but John Moran's been playing pretty good. so
0: Which will be hilarious if if Suns fans have to argue the, well, his team isn't winning argument (laughs) to try to get Booker in because that was the argument everybody used against Booker why he wouldn't get in to the All-Star game. That's the
2: way fans go, though. It's so funny. You're absolutely right, Espo. You're totally right because where I'm going on this is exactly the opposite of where I've gone in years past, exactly the way you just said it. Booker should be in because the Suns are a better team. <laughs> Please, logic goes out the window
0: when it's time to benefit yeah. your own team with an argument. We know this. I mean, We've that's, that's the whole basis of this show.
1: Daniel Durant's really upset that that, um, that I said Duarte. John Morant. Um, oh, Duarte, sorry. I said Durant. <laughs> Duarte. Yeah. My bad. My bad. He He's said, wow, John Morant's missed some time. Yeah, I forgot Booker missed uh, no time this year, right? And so no, there wrong. There were three so, games that he so missed. wrong. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. No, he <laughs> missed. He missed a few. um Look, you've got it. You've you've got a pretty good chance. But then again, they may go forward with the last spot. Like, why not put Christian Wood in there or yeah, something like that? Who knows? He probably good.
1: This all is the coaches,
2: and the coaches like to go with who they had last year, and because um, they don't like to put a lot of thought into oh. these things.
0: Look, I'll be honest. I'm not even sure the coaches actually vote. Sometimes they let assistants. Sometimes the video guy nope. votes for them. It's not even the coaches because they're kind of focused on other stuff usually. So they they I don't think they particularly care who gets into into these all star games as as much as the fans obviously do. But we're we talk about Booker a lot of national praise this past week. Mike Wilbon does an entire feature story. It's the feature on ESPN daily podcast it's uh, it's all over their social media the video version of it I don't know about you but I felt kind of like a proud father in a weird way with Devin Booker getting this attention finally because he has deserved it for so long and and yes I'm biased I I was there uh, with the team that first season with him and, and got to know him in that way but when you look at the 18 year old kid that stepped into phoenix he came in with everything you expect from a star right i just remember that that first time i met him it was rookie photo shoot right he came in right after the draft and it was a closed photo shoot and the guy just came in with that confidence that swagger the humor but he was such a down to earth guy. I mean, we were shooting in the gorilla greenhouse. If you guys remember what that was uh, at the, at the old arena before they, they redid it. Uh, And, Hello says you're old Espo. That's why you feel like a dad. I am a dad. So I feel like a dad because of that as well. But with when it comes to Devin Booker, we're in the Gorilla Greenhouse. They used to have hoops in there. He starts throwing me alley oops on there. Like he was just a down-to-earth guy too. And every step of the way that first season, you could just see it. You could see what he was going to become, even when he wasn't getting minutes. You knew this guy had every factor you could have to be a star, and the second he got his chance, he was gonna he was gonna blossom into that. We, over the last five years, we've seen him continue to progress and didn't get the national attention. Wednesday with w- with the national TV game, obviously, this is all strategic to pull back the curtain. It wasn't it wasn't coincidental that the Suns were playing a major game on ESPN the night the feature came or the day the feature came out of Devin Booker all planned if you didn't if you didn't know that but uh but it was great to see him finally get that full scale praise from ESPN and then they get the win and after the game uh, you know Tim Legler and and uh why am I almost said Stuart Scott and obviously it's not Stuart. Michael Wilbon uh, no no uh, on <laughs> Uh, on Sports SportsCenter, uh, SVP, Scott Van
1: Pelt,
0: spend uh, five minutes talking about the Suns and, and Devin Booker. It feels so damn good to me that uh, that he's getting this attention because he deserves it. He is that uh, a star and deserves to be treated that way, and, and, and it's great to see it. I don't know if you guys had that same feeling. Maybe I'm just particularly weird. Yes, that's gonna you're, start you're not, all
1: sorts of weird things. That, you're, you're not the only one that sh- that shares that kind of sentiment. I know there was a there was somebody a couple weeks ago when Booker hit uh, the three against the Mavs, uh, and he, I, I just I'll say it like this: he was like, you know, when you watch Booker, you just feel so much so much pride because you just know he's yours and nobody else's. And I just thought that was like a little like whoa what what whoa like what i said like i no i know i understand what you're saying and i and i get it i don't have that level of buy-in to 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 athletes to that degree to and and i'm not knocking you for it i just don't um it's it's great he he's getting the attention he deserved a year ago i will say that yeah like you know does he deserve it based on his play Mm -hmm. this year probably not but it's retroactive right it's like it takes a little bit of time for people to kind of catch up and figure out. Oh. This team's actually pretty good, and they actually have a superstar just sitting there that nobody really pays attention to and talks about. So it's good for him. Um, I'm happy for him. Uh, Whether I feel like an immense amount of pride, I'm just happy that the Suns are in the national conversation. I don't give a shit how it goes. Oh, I, I get that swear jar, oh by the way. I, there it is. I, yeah, uh, don't. My bad, guys. My bad. Well, that's
2: okay. You can use some of the money uh, Perplex gave us today.
1: So. There you go.
0: He's like funding the swear <laughs> jar
2: this morning on the solar panel. Yeah.
0: Look, I think- Also, I think
1: I'm I... here. I'm here for Dave King going at people in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love Sorry, it. and no. I agree with you, Dave. I 1000% agree with you. Yes. Thank Look,
0: you. Look, I-, I I think my sense of pride obviously is a is a little skewed because of time spent there but I think where a lot of it comes from uh, even the person you talked uh, talk to that sounded like the silence of the lamb guy but yeah you know, like he wants to put devin booker in a pit or something and i'm it's not like, weird like it that puts the
1: lotion on the skin or it gets yeah. the hose again <laughs> i'm
0: not like that but i think the
2: pride with devin booker comes from the fact that we all suffered through 10 years you know wait we booker. have to we have to rewind a little bit though did you say he was throwing you alley oops to any to what yeah to the There's trash a seven
0: foot there was a 7 foot hoop in no, there the for the grass kids. No, on the floor, man. I was not dunking on a 10 foot hoop.
1: In my oh, skinnier those days, I, did, I
0: actually
2: know yeah, guys from real like That is very in difficult. that State Farm commercial?
0: Yeah. I, I want to see the video of this. There is video. You can find it. I'm not going to point you to where. Come on, dude. There's a 5 minute there is a 5 minute video segment that I did for sons.com oh, about
2: trying to saw. dunk with the gorilla. You got to dig that out dude, for next I week's would, show. That's oh, it's so hard it's to find
1: still cool can find it. I know he could. He probably
2: has. It it in, in his it. <laughs> He's got it buried behind the bricks right there. Oh, oh my uh, goodness! It's in it's the in the pit tape. with the, with Devin Booker, the hose, and the
0: lotion. Uh, which, uh, 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 it
2: puts, uh, but, it puts I, the video in the basket. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I my my point though. I think that there's the pride from the Suns fans because we all watched five years of really bad basketball and felt so bad for Devin Booker in that situation. Like we, we just wanted to see him break through that. I think there's, there's some pride in now seeing it happen. Uh, so that's where I'm at. Even Bill Simmons giving love to the sons on, uh, on his podcast. That was it solid. is my,
1: it is my mission and my promise to you. their solar panel followers. <laughs> I will find that video and I will play it. Uh,
2: hey, so, so there Perplex is video has, uh, spud web greater than ESPO. Oh, that's True. That, that when I think easy. of Espo though, playing basketball, you remember Ray Felton. Ray Felton always looked like that uncle at the, at at the uh, at the picnic who who was ready to go uh, to the basketball court
1: with his nephews. Ray Felton um, always reminded me of the dad on Hoop Dreams. It was like, you want to see it rain? Let it rain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, I look like. I look like Oliver Miller in his second run with the Suns because I'm wearing the number eight jersey. I'm it's a little <laughs> tighter than it should be. It's 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 bad. It's a bad look. But it's so remember if you bring that video, I'm bringing a video involving Blippy. And that's all I'm gonna say. Blippy.
1: So. <laughs>
0: two of us can play this game, but look, Bill Simmons. <laughs> Friday right
1: over here now. weighing decisions like
2: <laughs> hmm.
0: yes, <you> <laughs> we will play this is a game of chess and we will continue to make moves towards each other I feel like you just so- I
1: room. feel like you just sawed me yes yeah. <laughs> let's play a game <laughs> you, you want to do this all it's on uh
0: Damn. so Bill Simmons for the fourth time uh, yeah. on the Bill Simmons podcast on Friday uh just Lots of praise for the Phoenix Suns. I mean, literally, it's about been, time. Well, yeah, I mean, it is, but you've been crapping all over Booker for like five years, man. Yeah, well, it's it finally worth <laughs> worth Earth. his time there. They beat the Bucks on national television, so he had time to actually uh, watch more than two seconds of a Suns game so he could form an opinion on it. But he talks, he talked glowingly about the Suns. I mean, he spent five minutes talking about how great the Suns looked, but there's always a but. I feel like when Bill Simmons talks about the Suns in some way, if there's ever a positive, the there's always a negative. It's the the yin and yang when when you do this. He crapped all over the Valley jerseys.
1: Well, he's he just said they were wrong. ugly. Um, just, um, yeah, Bill he just, Simmons. Yeah. Hey, listen, fashion advice from Bill Simmons is not something you <laughs> want to follow. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that dude having any commentary on fashion is just just he, go ahead, keep walking.
0: He's not in the gray sweatpants club.
1: No, he's not. Not even a little
0: bit. <laughs> Callback <laughs> joke. Uh yeah, that just pissed me off. He like, wears
2: socks with his slippers. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: l- look, I socks
2: with his crocs.
0: I it, it really bothers me because finally both the Suns play and their uniforms look good. The Valley jerseys are are top three in the NBA right now. Like I'm I'm willing to go out on that limb. Top three in the NBA and he was treating them as if they were those, uh those heat jerseys that look like cotton candy threw up on itself. Right. Like I, I just, I didn't get it at all. No. It really? That it's dumb. It's a stupid thing to get, get upset over. But I heard that. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. It like it outweighed any of the positive basketball talk he had, because I just feel like it's such a damn good look. You know
2: and speaking of jerseys, you know, one thing I didn't realize until somebody, put it out on Twitter was that the sons have not worn their purple jerseys this year yet.
0: Okay. Let me explain this because I've, I've talked to some people in the know on this. And a lot of this has to do with the couple years ago when they switched to the icon and the statement, and all these different names, traditionally home jerseys were, were the light color road mm-hmm. jerseys were the darker color. Correct. Yeah. Well, when they changed it, the home team now gets to choose what Jersey they wear. Right. So the Suns have had a run where the home team on the road wants to wear their uh, uh, the home team when the Suns are on the road wants to wear the darker colors so they've had to had to bring the the whites, the whites or the, the oranges on the road and the Suns are trying to stick to tradition and wear the white or the statement the valley jerseys at home obviously the valley jerseys getting a lot of attention because they're they're new this year they have the court that's mm-hmm. why so that's why we haven't seen the purple it's not that the suns are all of a sudden defaulting to you know 5 years ago where purple was taboo for the franchise it's just dumb luck and we're going to see a lot of purple in the second half i've 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 confirmed that with people in the know so do not panic purple isn't gone it's it's just a a fluke right now okay. in the schedule and the way it's played Good, out. Good
2: because I really like those jerseys. I yeah. think the Suns have a great set of jerseys right now, all, all around.
0: I, I could do without the white. I really don't like the white uh, white jerseys. <laughs> I, I think they could use more purple. I mean, that's <laughs> that's uh, that's just a personal thing. But let's move into the best segment of the show, mostly because my name's on it. It's time for Espo's Big Board. I love the look that Saul gives me every time I say that. It's like, I'm going to come through the <laughs> screen, and I'm going to smack you across the
1: face. That's all right. I got some, I, that's all right. I'm over I love here playing, that, man. I, we I'm got over the here eye playing, roll
2: just as right. we go into the ESPO. I'm over picture. here
1: playing chess. No. You keep playing checkers, you, and I'm about to don't. show you why. Go ahead.
0: Go okay. Uh So it is time uh, for this week's ESPO's Big Board, and I, I went into the creative world. We're not ranking anything. We're We're showing you. The worst sons Valentines possible, right? It's Valentine's Day on Sunday, or if you're listening to it, it was Valentine's Day on Sunday. So it's time for Suns Valentines. And the first one that we're going to go with is uh, one with Mr. Devin Booker starring on it. Some heart, lovely hearts in the background. And it reads, book the hotel room. It's Valentine's Day. It's so I promise you boom, they get boom. worse, too. We move on to the second one campaign's back uh, finally and uh, that means he deserves a valentine's card and it says you won the campaign for my heart and it's a bouquet of <laughs> oh, orange God. roses that he's uh, oh, passing oh, in replacement of a basketball
1: oh, oh you think that's bad just wait to this next one. Oh. Well, the next two oh, are pretty God. damn awful oh, uh, we yeah. move
0: into the third one and and cp3 is new in phoenix and he's got an invitation <laughs> for you picture <laughs> a bed in the background oh and, my and it says. How about a CP three way?
2: Fuck dog! Suddenly creeped out.
0: <laughs> so, so there you go. That would. Could you imagine getting that Valentine's card? I don't care how oh, hardcore of a sun fan you are. If God that comes you. to you on Valentine's Day, you're you're a little disturbed. So in the last one, I have it's it's a picture of DeAndre with candy hearts in the back, and it says, "I have a ton of issues,
1: but you aren't one." Hey, so that, that one's is Suns Valentine's Day. Oh wait, you forgot one, Espo.
0: Oh God, is this a picture of me or a video of me? Oh,
2: <laughs> exposed. Enjoy
0: this pic. You've been exposed. It is a oh, picture God. of me on a Valentine's background. Oh, you
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> It's on now. You've started the war, so, <laughs> and you're not gonna like the results of this. All right. Uh, we'll see. you we're not gonna. You're not going to like the results. That's all I'm going to say. But this, that was some oh. Valentine. You know what's
1: so great about you showing up late to the show? Is that I got to start it, and I have full control over on my end. <laughs> you always have full control on your end. I, have, I know.
0: I have I know. no control wow. on
1: this. Yeah. It's all good.
0: You won't even give me the password to get in there. So, Buck <laughs> says, Espo's Tinder pick." Uh, no. I am, uh, I am married, so. The, the most risky I get figure, is uh, Photoshopping a. <laughs> How about a CP3? Like oh man. my that's, gosh. Uh, we,
1: uh, we can't read some of these things in the
2: comments. <laughs> that's supposed to start my. Uh, like, yeah. That's supposed to start solar panel only fans. Uh,
0: <laughs> the hello <laughs> in the chat says, Need a card with Dave saying,
1: stab me, Dave. Stat me, Dave. me, Dave. Stammy Dave. <laughs> we should have, that's what I should have put on your card. Yeah. Stab me, Dave, Dave. Oh, Dave! Oh God! As he's
2: looking <laughs> at his phone, they yes,
1: exactly. Stella, the exact oh, uh, my Stabby fiance Dave. always says, "I'm always great after a disaster happens." Like, <laughs> well, cool. You know. Is that what she <laughs> says after the bedroom? <laughs> oh, and Got
2: another option. Want to see my Johnson?
1: Oh God! Come on! Didn't want to read that one, Dave. Come on! Oh man! Come on! You gotta,
0: you gotta just you know, you gotta semi. PG. Uh, B says, I need a Kaminsky Cove card. I uh, <laughs>
2: We'll work on that it's one. Just a, it's just a postcard from the beach.
0: Is there, a, Saul, is there a Imagine there This? There is not this, Imagine This this week. Is,
1: I was imagine wasting, This! I was wasting my time doing that graphic. <laughs> this <laughs> imagine morning. This! Saul uh, hasn't done an Imagine
0: This in a month.
1: Yeah, I think we're going <laughs> to nix that segment, actually, because uh, I have uh, some other ideas and things. Imagine possibly.
0: that. Uh-oh, we're going yeah.
1: yeah. to do Also. Some- also just you know espo and i have talked about this and dave have talked about this but if you'd like us to do um a show midweek as well as the one that we do on saturdays please let us know in the chat yeah and
0: it's simply just gonna gonna be bad out there
2: that are going live on youtube lately so you know we want to throw another one midweek absolutely (laughs) look
0: Look, we're just going to make bad photoshops. It's going to be 30 minutes of bad photoshops and me showing Saul (laughs) compromising videos from earlier in his career. That's... uh... That's what the oh, so We've suddenly will
2: be. got we're gonna have a higher viewership on that one then than <laughs> we do on Saturday morning.
1: Herbie in the chat. If somehow you can reference back to Stimmies, that'd be great.
2: Okay, so Herbie did mention uh <laughs> Stim- please do after big games Stim- on the
1: stimmies. midweeks. There I are
2: a stimmies. few sh- stimmies, yeah. <laughs> uh we need one of those for Valentine's Day. We'll bring the Saturday. lunar
0: panel back. It's just that yeah, um, you
1: know
2: the thing is these like two decided to move pods going live on YouTube after after games too. So maybe we- ours should be on game night. We,
0: we i don't, don't know about don't. other pods so
1: I yeah don't i don't I, I haven't seen one other pod because I don't follow any other pod oh man no it's, i watch they're the I only well. ones
0: baby that's
1: uh they... <laughs> there are no other Sunday if pod. Nike was concerned about reebok they would never be Nike so we can't worry about other oh,
2: pods. we just do what we do just do it okay that's, just, just do, do it. it there you go All see right. do it if
1: Nike see, were worried right about here, right here. like <laughs> what about me
2: <laughs> oh man we should do the no we shouldn't
1: Never mind. <laughs> a picture of Dave laying on a bed. Give me your stimmy. Uh, buck dog.
0: Fuck <laughs> dog uh, with a good one in the flaming the bowl. Dave, stimulation the king. We've gone totally <laughs> off the rails here. Yes, I regret the sun's Valentine's cards. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to everybody, and it's time to land.
1: Struggles
2: this plane. To play video clips. <laughs> All right, good boys. job. It's MT. time to
0: it's time to land this plane, and hopefully, it's not as rough as we uh, took off earlier today. It is the sun's solar panel. We appreciate you watching and listening. Remember. To hit that like button and the join button if you're on YouTube, if you're listening on the podcast, leave a five-star review. It helps the algorithm uh, and helps get us there. Five stars. We will read any five-star review we get on the show. So no matter how embarrassing or ridiculous what you type in there is, we will read it on the show. I promise you I will do that personally. Mm-hmm. You, you can say it as embarrassing as you want leave the five-star review i will read it so uh, as always the silver fox dave king you can find him on twitter at Dave King NBA. The NBA is there because I have the utmost respect for Dave, and I have no joke this week about that. Uh, That's the, bullshit. The, the Carmel Thunder oh, from Down Under. <laughs> Put that money in the swear jar. The uh, the caramel Thunder from Down Under. You can find him on Twitter, at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there to protect him from himself. Uh, yeah, the, the Saul's in. The Saul's in witness protection. The Bookman's just out there doing whatever he wants with Blippi. So, and uh, you can find me at Espo. You can find the show at Sun Solar Panel. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know if you want that midweek. It seems like the flaming ballers in the chat do. Want we to want to be. hear from you if you're listening on the podcast. Tweet us. So for Dave, for Saul, I'm Greg Esposito. Talk to you next time here on the Solar Panel. Ahoy hoy.